It is recording. Yes! What is going on to episode number three, Window Film Talk? Man, dude, there's so many brands out there, it's hard to kind of distinguish which one to go with right out the gate. You know, there's Lumar, Max Pro, Global, SolarGuard, SunTech, 3M, um, ASWF, Johnson. I mean, I don't know if I said Matico. You know, there's just so many different brands. FlexFilm. It's hard to kind of distinguish which one's good, which one's bad. I think one thing to really ask yourself, or I think we all ask ourselves, is what brand resonates with my customers like does somebody come in and ask you for lumar does somebody come in and ask for max pro does somebody come in and say you know it depends on the hype right so if you have a ceramic based product for example for the last i'd say five six seven ten years everybody's been talking about ceramic right but what is ceramic like what's the film made up of and a lot of times when i ask people that question they have no clue it's just like it sounds cool and it works, right? It's got high heat rejection, and that's what customers are looking for. Now you have to play this game of trying to explain how the product works, so on and so forth. So does it really matter which, which brand you align yourself with? It's an interesting question because it's, it's really based off you know, your, uh, your opinion, right? Like, who do you think is going to be around for the next 10 years? And I, and I think a lot of times money has a lot to do with it. You know, if, if a company has been in business for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, okay, you can count on it. You know, at what point do you go, man, that is the brand I want. That's the brand that's going to drive me more sales. And I think the most important factor and really choosing the right brand is the level of support that they give you because it doesn't really matter the size i mean the company size could be say billion dollars okay what sort of support system do you have i mean can you easily access their rep do they return your phone calls back when you have warranty issues are they quickly covered are you on a dealer locator that's actually driving you traffic is being part of the the dealer network uh, a good thing and it's interesting because Every time, you know, giving somebody else access for certain product within, uh, you know, a certain marketplace, say I have an existing dealer within a city, and you set someone else up, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? The rep justifies it in a way that says, okay, look, this market has, you know, 70,000 people. There's no way you can service all 70,000 if I set somebody up. There's more marketing dollar. There's some truth to that. There's more marketing dollar within that market. Now you've got two people with two allocated you know, accounts for s- expenditure and marketing. And those two are now going to be pushing the name of that particular you know, product. Right? You're the one providing the service. They're the one provi- providing the product. And now you're using your marketing dollar to sell, earn money, so on and so forth. Right? It's just a, it's a it's a it's a decent cycle. It's good having healthy competition. We all know that. But how do you choose the right one? So I always looked at it this way. I looked at it like if you can choose a good partner, uh, a good manufacturer, and I, I view them as a partner because 
when you get to those bigger projects, you're going to need their help, whether it's doing an energy model, whether it's, you know, really checking out the type of glass that they have, what challenges have they seen in the past from from other dealers that is going to warrant additional help, right, on your end. You know, and, and what are some of the incentives? Because you are a customer, right? You're a paying customer of theirs. They're, they're on a B, B2B side. You're on the B2C side, which is essentially business to business or business to consumer. There's more consistency in business to business um, because you're trying to stay alive, right? You're trying to sell the product and stay in business. Um, but from your side, it, it's really from a customer service standpoint. And you have to have good quality product. And, man, I wish there was more of a governing body for window film that was legit. I'm, I'm talking like held everybody to a very high standard uh, tested everything within a, the, the, a specific setting um, and then published those numbers and required to required you to publish those numbers, required manufacturers to publish those specific numbers within that range. Um, there's, you know, there are some governing bodies, but they don't do a whole lot. Like, and, and not to not to demean them or to make them, you know, I'm not questioning what they do. I'm just saying, I, I just don't know if there's anybody that's like, hey, guys, this is the rule, and this is what we're going to abide. I, I don't think that exists. Um, so it makes it really interesting. It's just what product shrinks well, which one has been in, you know, in the industry long, and has shown you know consistent uh, consistency throughout, right? All their all their uh, lines of film, whether it's dyed, carbon, nanocarbon, ceramic, crystalline, whatever. Right? Is there consistency and can I feel confident in selling this to my customer? And is there support if there's an issue? Right? Because if you're having to kind of recoup that loss, say you, you get a ton of fading film or you get, you know, adhesive issues, it starts bubbling, whatever, and that doesn't, that rarely happens nowadays. But when it happens, you have to rely on that manufacturer. So how do you pick? a good manufacturer to align yourself with and does it behoove you to go with multiple that's another that's another pitch right like why not just offer your customer whatever they're looking for so if they've had experience with say max pro for example why not carry max pro and lumar and 3m i mean it benefits you right you're you're buying the product now you're not going to have nearly as high purchases from any particular manufacturer but you're going to be able to offer whatever product that the customer wants, you know, within the service that you offer. Done. Um, and I think that that plays against what a lot of manufacturers are looking for because they've got to show consistent growth throughout. It's always, it's always good to have options, I think, you know, it, and have the flexibility of pivoting and, and, and going to a manufacturer that's going to offer you more incentives. Essentially, you're playing both of them against one another or multi multiple against one another for the best price, right? Because you got to stay competitive. Um, there are times where you're going to have to, to kind of push towards, you know, one that's giving you more incentives, one that's providing better support, i.e. a plotter, marketing dollars, banners, ways that you can market your your service. Um, so I thought that was an interesting topic to kind of bring up because I think a lot of guys are confused, especially starting out. They just don't know what's what. And even old shit. I mean, let's be real, dude. Old film, just because what you've done in the past doesn't really 
uh, give you a, a good vision of what you're going to do in the future. It, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a marker, right? It's a good indicator of what you might do in the future, but it's not the end all be all. I mean, it, there's dynamic changes that happen in industry consistently, and when those changes happen. Uh, that industry either needs to adopt and grow or be left in, in, in the dust. So don't undercut the small guys, um, you know, the smaller companies, um, but don't hold all your faith in the bigger companies too. The bigger you are, the bigger the ship, right? An analogy that I've heard in the past was, you know, uh, big ships are slow ships, Right, slow moving. They got to make sure they 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 uh, they mitigate risk as much as possible. So introducing a new product eh, might not be the best idea, or rolling it out and having it be a failure. That's a huge expense, especially at the size. Right. So if 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 that's a big moving ship, then it's really hard to come up with good products and stay consistent throughout. Um, Another thing is, you know, small guys or small manufacturers, distributors can offer you, I think, a greater level of support because, well, they're smaller, right? There's more attention to detail. There's more touches, right? There's more service that's being provided to you. So kind of moving back into to what I was talking about, you know, how do you align yourself with a good manufacturer? Honestly, man, just go with somebody who supports you. And in, in your in your endeavor, that's more of a business consultant than they are um, just looking to sell you film. You know, if somebody's just in there to sell you film, it's a waste of time, man. It, it's gonna it's gonna be a drag, and honestly, I don't think you're gonna get the support that you're looking for. You know, if someone's really looking for your best interest and and wanting to help you with say a plot or wanting to help you with training or wanting to, you know, how do we help you scale your business? There's gonna be effort on your your side obviously expected right either through purchase through marketing whatever an increase in purchase primarily um be aware of that and make sure that you you can hold your end of the bargain um that's really it for this episode just wanted to talk about you know how do you really align yourself and what i want you guys to do if possible jump on tint talks let me know what manufacturer you chose to go with and why and, you know, give me some pros and some cons and things that they can do that, to better help you as a customer. I think that's it's important. I think we all need an outlet to express ourselves and say, hey, dude, you guys have got this wrong. Fix it. You know, because if we continue to just eat it, and I think a lot of dealers do, man. I mean, a lot of dealers will just say, you know what, that cost me X amount. I don't care. I'll eat it, and I'll make it up on the next customer. That's good. That's that's that's. It's good for you because you're really looking out for the best interest of the customer. But I think at the end of the day, man, um, margins across all industry tend to go smaller. The bigger you get, the more expense, the more you have to kind of control that dollar figure. And if you do that now, who's to say that the margins don't go down to, say, 5%? Are you going to stay alive? No, it's going to be very difficult. You have to... You have to, you have to hold the, you know, your partner um, accountable uh, for their product as well. That's it for this episode. Let me know what you guys think. Pleasure talking with you guys as always. Thanks for joining into Tint Talks. This is the second episode, third episode, second episode. We're gonna, we're gonna say this is the second episode. 
the third episode, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about marketing, and we are going to do a walkthrough of how to set up a Google AdWords campaign. Not Express, but Google AdWords. Standard AdWords can be convoluted for some, but I'm going to do a step-by-step tutorial on how to set it up in your marketplace. And if you guys have any questions, like always, send me an email at max at or visit me over at Tint Talks and let me know what you think, man. I want to know which manufacturers you guys dig and what sort of support they're giving you. Have a good rest of your day. Kick ass on 4th of July. Don't do anything crazy and drive safe out there. Bye-bye.